Welcome to Celebration Church Online. We are so glad that you've joined us. We want you to share this broadcast with as many people as you can. We believe that it will bless and encourage us all in this season. Remember to continue reaching out to your loved ones. Stay connected with one another, especially with your cell family. The Bible gives us a pattern. We are to look out for one another and speak His word, and His strength will carry us through. Continue checking out our social media platforms for updates on Facebook and WhatsApp. We encourage you to share this content with all your friends and family. Tune in to ZFM every Sunday at 7.15 p.m. for a time of devotion with Pastor Tom. Well, this is week three of the series that I'm laying some foundations on. And uh, we're looking, first of all, at adding to our faith goodness. And today we're going to talk about uh, another phase of building on the foundation. Uh, I've had a lot of response from last week's message on addictions. Addictions and uh, codependencies. And, uh, you know, you can have a codependency in marriage, you can have a codependency with your children, you can have a codependency uh, in uh, an illegitimate relationship, you can have soul ties with people that you really should have broken that relationship off with. And I, I want to help you. And so that's why we have a call center. The call center is here to help you get connected to where we can really deal with these things. God says he'll help us. but. You know, there's an old saying, it's not really biblical, but it says God only helps those who help themselves. Well, there's a truth to that, that we have to be willing to take the first step. Faith requires you and I to move towards God before he moves towards us. Faith requires us to make a determination to add goodness to our faith before he can really step in and make that change for us. So uh, if you've been struggling, and, and, and many of you have, and we've got a lot of responses, I want to encourage you, don't give up. Keep working. Keep digging. Hey, it doesn't happen overnight. It not, you, you, some of you want a miracle. Some of you want somebody to come and rub their empty hand on your empty head and make you better. It's not going to happen that way. It's a battle. The Bible calls it warfare. Our flesh fighting against our spirit and our spirit warring against the flesh. It's just a battle. And it's not easy. But it is doable. It's in, and it is winnable. And I want to encourage you to do that. So today we're going to go on and we're going to talk about dealing with feelings. That's the title of the message. Dealing with feelings. Feelings. Man, that's an incredible word. By the way, feelings are really important for us as believers. And today I want to speak about the importance of knowing our true feelings and being able to express them. Ultimately in a righteous way. You know, God gave you feelings. God's a God of feeling. You know, nearly everyone I know wrestles to some degree with how to express a feeling or an emotion. But this is especially difficult for people who struggle with life-controlling problems. Most of us have a hard time recognizing, admitting our true feelings. So I want to take some time this morning to talk about feelings and talk about emotions and how we can be more honest with ourselves and with others about what is really going on on the inside of us. I found that during this COVID-19 shutdown, we have either become clearer in identifying feelings and emotions and speaking about them, or we've become really, really cloudy. 
Either way, I want to look at why it is so important for us to understand our feelings and to share them with other people. All through the Bible, we find examples and encouragement that point us toward the importance of knowing our feelings and not keeping our feelings hidden inside. Jesus had emotions. He expressed them. He cried. The Bible says he wept over Jerusalem. He got angry. He drove out the money changers from the temple. He was sad. Hebrews tells us that Jesus carried the experience of human feelings with him to his place at the right hand of the Father. He didn't just die on the cross and then became God again. No, he, he took his human feelings with him. Hebrews 4.15 says he understands and he sympathizes with us. He sympathizes with our feelings. He is ever making intercession for you and I. So today, let's start by looking at why sharing our feelings is so important. I want to look at just some of the problems that hidden feelings can cause. This can also be... Uh, someone who is just numb, not just hidden feelings, you're, you're just numb, you're, you're, you're numb to feelings, or you're frozen in your feelings, or you're frozen in your emotions, you, there's just nothing left. Well, I'd like to talk about a few things today. When we don't recognize our true feelings, we don't ever deal with what is really bothering us. And when we avoid being honest about our real feelings, or our real problems, uh, they don't get solved. In fact, they usually get worse because our feelings get bottled up. Number two, hiding our true feelings keeps us from being known. We hide how we feel behind a defense to keep our real self from showing through. Inside, we may be fearful or we may be angry or we may be sad, but we hide those feelings by joking or acting superior or being silent or employing any number of defense mechanisms. You know, there's dozens of ways of covering up our true feelings. But the biggest problem, which, it, it, the biggest problem with defenses is that they keep us isolated behind a false shell, a Sunday face, a facade. If we continue to live a lie, eventually we can come to the place where we believe in ourselves. When we, when even we don't know who we are, we begin to find out we don't know who we are. That's what the Bible calls delusion. Delusion is a false belief system. Today we have many false belief systems and more and more creeping in, even into the church. Do you know that some of the new age and Eastern thought that's creeping into the church is causing you to become delusional, causing people to not know who they are or face themselves. And so they're trying to find a different expression than being true to themselves. They're trying to, some people are trying to channel different things, trying to find peace outside of themselves, outside of God. That's not going to happen. That's a delusion. That's a, a false belief system. Number three, we have hidden or unexpressed or frozen feelings. Strength, you know, when we have those, it strengthens the bondage of life-controlling problems. Addictions and dependencies that we talked about last week feed on hidden feelings. And those 
unknown and unspoken feelings intensify our bondage to these problems that begin to control us. See, knowing how you feel and being able to express those feelings is a key to breaking out-of-life-controlling problems. There are literally hundreds of feelings that a person could have. And there are lists and lists and lists of them all over the Internet. But within the feelings checklists, there are some most basic human emotions. These are emotions we all experience at one time or another. And of all the feelings you can experience, these are the important ones to recognize and to express. Anger. Anger is not wrong. The Bible says be angry but sin not. But that's feeling hostile, indignant, or exasperated. Sadness. Being sorrowful and unhappy. Don't overgrieve, but it's not wrong to feel sorrow, sorrow and sadness. Fear. Feeling anxious or apprehensive. Well, there's a good fear, and then there's the fear that the Bible warns about that will destroy you. Guilt. Being regretfully aware of having done wrong. We need to feel that. Shame. Feeling embarrassment or disgrace. Well, there's a good shame, and then there's a bad shame. There's one thing to be, to feel shame, and there's another thing to be shamed. And then gladness. That's a feeling of happiness or joy. God wants us to feel all these things. So there's something called the Johari window. And the Johari window is simply four quadrants that help us to understand the dichotomy in our feelings, and some of the things that we might be facing. And so we have what are called open feelings, or the ability to be open. That means that we're uh, things that are known to me and openly shared with others. That's how we're supposed to live, an open life. I, I know the thing, and, and all of us have areas that we're open in, things that I'm very comfortable in. Then we have the secret things, if you move over. And that's what I know, but I choose to hide from others. That's where we can get into trouble. There's some things we don't tell everybody. We don't tell everybody all of our secrets, but that's where we can begin to get into bad relationships, lying, things like that. Then you have the third quadrant, which is blind, blind spots. We call them scotomas. And that's what others know about me, but I can't see for myself. You know, there's so many things that people bring up to me, and I realize, wow, I didn't see myself that way. My wife is probably the greatest mirror in my life. She's constantly saying, that's not right. She's pointing, me, pointing out my weakness, my fault, my, my fears. My, and, and, and I love her for that. I mean, that's why God gives you a help to help you become more transparent, more healthy in your feelings, more healthy in your emotions. The last spot is your subconscious. And uh, this is the part of me that's hidden to everybody. Sometimes it's even hidden to me. What goes on in my subconscious, I'm not always aware of. But it's still part of your feelings and emotions. And that's where people can have deep, deep wounds. That's where we bury things sometimes. That's where there's things that only the Holy Spirit can bring out of your life. And so as we deal with these things, as we understand how we're created, how we're made, we're, we're wonderfully made. But the areas we need to work on are those things that we have secrets about, those things that we're blinded in, then those things that are deep in our subconscious. When we're open, hey, that's where our friendships can be so, so beneficial. And I desire that for you. So that Johari window is really important for us to understand what God is trying to work in our lives. When a person violates God's law, they should feel guilty. They should feel ashamed. And the pain should bring them back to the truth. If a person denies the truth and excuses this behavior, 
they will begin to bury their emotions. As this continues, a person does not see the truth about themselves and then becomes unfeeling. You lose feeling. You become without feeling. The Paul, Apostle Paul says it this way uh, and, and speaks to this process in Ephesians 4, verses 17 through 19. He says, So I tell you this, and I insist on it in the Lord, that you must no longer live as the Gentiles do in the futility of their thinking. They are darkened in their understanding and separated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them due to the hardening of their hearts. Having lost all sensitivity, they have given themselves over to sensuality so as to indulge in every kind of impurity, and they're full of greed. Wow. Verse 19, who being past feelings have given themselves over. See, once you start losing feelings, then you can easily give yourself over. We need to have people in our lives that play the role in our life of providing feedback, especially in areas where we may have what are called scotomas or blind spots. It's very difficult for us to see ourselves the way we really are. And we can really help each other through loving but honest confrontation. We can also pray that the Holy Spirit will open our eyes to the truth about ourselves. You see, as we grow in our awareness of our true feelings, when we stop hiding how we really feel, then we can begin to deal with the real issues that are in our lives. Some of our hidden feelings simply need to be shared so we can better understand ourselves. But some of the feelings we need to discuss, like resentment, lust, jealousy, or envy. These are sinful, and those feelings need to be confessed, repented of, and made right with God. Our pasts, our past sins, and past lives have been greatly influenced by our feelings. Both those that you've acknowledged and those that remain hidden. Acknowledgement of our feelings and our emotions can be a turning point in our lives. We choose to act not on the basis of our feelings, which can be flawed, and they are flawed, but based on our growing knowledge of Jesus Christ and who we are in Him. God wants us to know who we are in Christ. You have to understand that we cannot fix all of our feelings immediately. It's a process. But we can begin right now to establish right thinking and right behavior. When we take these first two important steps, the feelings will follow. A friend of mine says, hey, listen, it's like getting the train in the right order. If you put the caboose at the front, it's not going to pull the locomotive. Get the locomotive in the front, and the caboose will follow. Right thinking is based on knowledge. It's not based on feelings. Right thinking. 2 Peter 1.5, for this reason, make every effort to add to your faith goodness. So add to faith, our foundation, goodness, and then to goodness, what? Knowledge. See, once we start dealing with these roots, we need knowledge now. Remember, goodness is moral excellence, but we need to add to our moral excellence knowledge. Knowledge in this verse is not just an accumulation of facts. We live in this crazy age where we think that we can just Google and get knowledge and solve every problem. That's not true. That, that, that's, that's false. The fact is that wisdom 
is the gaining of practical understanding. And we're challenged to grow in the knowledge, the practical understanding of who Jesus is, an intimate knowledge of him. Rather than letting our actions be determined by our feelings, which can delude us, we need to base our actions on what is certain, what is true. It is knowledge that leads you to right decisions. It's knowledge that leads you to right actions in the sight of God. Romans 12, verses 1 and 2, we all know this verse of Scripture. He says, Therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, his pleasing, and his perfect will. That's what we need to do. We need to not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of our minds, our thinking. Ephesians 1.7, in him we have redemption. Through his blood, the forgiveness of sins in accordance with the riches of God's grace. In him, in him we have the redemption through his blood. We have forgiveness. How do you contrast this verse with what your feelings might be telling you? See, your feelings will lie to you. I don't feel saved. I don't, what, you don't feel what? What do we have in him? What do we have in Christ Jesus? We have redemption. We have forgiveness of our sins. Our feelings may be telling us that we're worthless, but in Christ we know that we are redeemed, that we've been paid for at great cost. And that means that we're valuable. Our feelings may tell us that we are dirty and guilty, but Ephesians 1, 7 says that we are forgiven, clean, and all of our sins have been wiped away from God's sight. What are you going to believe? What your feelings tell you, which are so fickle? Or what God says. I can change your feelings with one word. If I swore right now, your feelings would all change. You'd think I was bad. Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things or all of this through him who gives me strength. You see, we're often made to feel powerless. Our feelings sometimes tell us that we're weak. But God's word says, I can do everything through him who gives me strength. You see, you are what you believe you are. Oh, I'm too weak. I'm too tired. I'm not capable. I can't. Well, here's what I know. If you can't, you can't. If you can't, you can't. God says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So why are you saying you can't? Either God's word is true or your word is true. Which is it? Philippians 1, 6. Being confident of this, he who began a good work in you will carry it on to the completion until the day of Jesus Christ. Let's say that out loud. God is working with me. And he is not going to quit until he's done. Say that. God is working with me. And he's not going to quit until he's done. Say it again. God is working with me. And he's not going to quit until he's done. Say this now. God is doing a good work in my life. And he always finishes what he starts. Can you say it again? God is doing a good work in my life, and he finishes what he starts. See, I think we need to start saying and believing those kind of things about ourselves. John 16, 13 says, but when he, the spirit of truth comes, 
he will guide you into all the truth. He will not speak on his own, but he will speak only what he hears, and he will tell you what is yet to come. Coinciding with that, we see in uh, Psalm 32 and verse 8, he says, I will instruct you and I will teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you with my loving eye always on you. See, we have to understand that God's Spirit is with us. He's in us. We're not alone. He's not leaving us out there on our own to fight this on our own. He offers us guidance when we're unsure of how to proceed and understanding when we're confused. Psalm 91. I memorized this when I was just a young Christian. Whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Surely He will save you from the fowler's snare, from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with His feathers, and under His wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness will be your shield and your rampart. You will not fear the terror by night or the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that stalks in the darkness, nor the plague, the coronavirus that destroys at midday. See, when we're dealing with the changes necessary to become more like Him, it's really good to know verses like verse 4. We're under His protective wings. We're hidden in Christ. Romans 8.37 says, No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through Him, through Him who loved us. Your victory is through Him, in Him, by Him. See, we have to be ready to picture ourselves in Christ. We need to see our new identity in Jesus. We have to be willing to put off the old and put on the new. We've been redeemed been paid for at a great cost. We've been forgiven. We're clean. Our sin has been forgotten. We are strong and we're capable. We can do all things. We can do everything through Christ. We are conquerors. We are overcomers. I hope that builds you up because that's exactly what God wants you to feel like. He says, I have provided everything for you, but you must take it. I hear stories all the time of, and I think we've told them from this pulpit, where people have received great inheritances but never collected them. I think of the story I told often about the young man who had saved all of his money to take a trip from the, the persecution in Europe on a boat to America. And he went and bought the ticket, and when he was finally on the cruise line, he was so excited. He filled his satchel with some cheese and some crackers. Every night when people would file into the dining room to eat, he would go down to his cabin and he'd take a few of those pieces of cheese and crackers. And by the 14th day when they were finally coming into the harbor in New York City, the captain saw the young man and said, where have you been? I, I, I sit with every one of my guests at dinner. And he said, I never saw you at dinner. Oh, the man said, I, I, uh, I, I couldn't afford uh, the full ticket. I, I only bought the ticket for passage. I didn't get the dinner. 
package. The captain said, oh, my friend. He said, dinner comes with the ticket. The dinner was yours. Many Christians are this way. We are eating so far below what God provided for us. We think that we have to do it on our own. We think that we're not good enough. We're weak. We, we, don't, we don't understand who we are. Can I tell you something? God wants you to dine with him. God wants to give you the best. He's working in us. He wants you to deal with your feelings. If you're struggling with your feelings, if you need help with this area, cell groups are a great place to start. Not just to go to a cell group, no, to get to make friends, to find people that you can do life with. If you need counseling, that's why these numbers are up. Our call center is there to help you, to help you find somebody that can help you. Even if they're not in our church, we're, we're not here to try to get you into the church. We're trying to get you help. There are professionals. There are counseling centers. There are good Christian men and women that can really help you. There are pastors. There are people that have gifts in counseling. Today, I want to encourage you. Let me pray for you as we close. Father, I'm praying that we'll have people deal with their feelings. And that, Father, we'll be willing to renew our minds. We'll be willing to tackle this and not be eaten up by feelings. I ask that you would help us. I ask that you would bless us. I ask, Father, that you would guide us. That, Father, you'd convict us. That, Father, you'd cause us to face ourselves. And that, Father, we would be ready for this move of your spirit that's about to come upon the nation of Zimbabwe. That, Father, we would be healthy and whole. And that we would add to our faith goodness and to our goodness, knowledge. Now bless us as we go in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for joining us online. We hope and trust that you've been blessed by this service. Stay connected with us through our social media platforms on Facebook and WhatsApp. And tune in to ZFM radio station later today at 1915 hours Central African time for devotions with Pastor Tom. And in case you miss the devotions, you can listen to the audio podcast on your preferred platform. Thank you.